This podcast of Art to Lunch is brought to you by Balance Integrative Health, a medical clinic where traditional and alternative medical practitioners work together to treat the whole you. Insurance accepted. Go to bihnola.com, write Out to Lunch in the coupon code, and get 20% off your first visit to Balance Integrative Health. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Fidelity Bank, Resource Management LLC, Luba Workers Comp, and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. There has always been a division of labor in business. Over the years, we've given it various names, blue collar and white collar, managerial and manual, investor and entrepreneur. Whether we're creating something as fundamental as a sewer system or is ephemeral as wealth. Both groups of folks are equally important. My guest today, make business happen by providing places where people on all sides of the business equation can find each other. Uh, Tim Williamson is a New Orleans game changer. 15 years ago, Tim had what was then a pretty crazy idea in a city famous for corruption and ineptitude on such a grand scale that it drove business out of town. Tim co-founded the Idea Village, where other people with crazy ideas could hatch plans to start a business. Fifteen years later, New Orleans is one of the entrepreneurial meccas of the United States. Tim, it's great to see you again, and uh, welcome back to Out to Lunch. Peter, so great to be here. Eric Bernstein is one of the folks our new business mecca has attracted. Uh, Eric moved here from Brooklyn and founded a company called Workly, W-E-R-K. L-Y, a website dedicated to creating a labor marketplace for the emerging do-it-yourself maker community. Uh, Eric, welcome to Out to Lunch. I like it. Nice to be here. Tim, it's been 15 years, but by your own account, Idea Village has helped over 3,000 entrepreneurs. You've uh, allocated almost $2.5 million in startup capital, and you've been responsible for generating $105 million in economic impact for the region. Looking at all of this, there are commentators who say by now we should be able to point to a Facebook or a Google uh, or some similar concrete success that has grown out of the idea of Village. Uh, would you regard that as an unreasonable demand or in fact is there a, an idea Village incubated business that's on the way to becoming uh, a household name? Well, the first thing is, uh, it's, it's not just I did village, it's the whole New Orleans community. It's, it's credit for any type of thing happening here. But the second thing is, you know, we're only 10 years since Katrina. And I think that people need to remember, you know, six years ago the city was closed uh, in, a, in a way. And this is a startup city. What I'm most proud about is, is all, all those companies, there's probably 25 to 30 companies. They've raised about 70 to $80 million worth of capital. They've created over $100 million worth of revenue. Um, and more importantly, which I think the Facebook is sexy, uh, and I think you are going to have the, the, the financial success, but there's a group of folks starting to pay it forward now. <coughs> they're mentoring back. Uh, they've created jobs and revenue, but they're helping the next generation of entrepreneurs. So I think in the next couple of years, you're going to see those financial successes. It just takes time. And then my next question sort of ties into that. Uh, do we have the... Um 
the capital uh, to do it, the venture capital, the uh, private investors. Uh, that was the part that was missing even when you really got Idea Village going. Is that getting better? We had the capital to fund the businesses here. I think that uh, the companies that uh, are seeking angel type of capital or venture capital are receiving the capital. There's a great angel network growing here. Uh, but more importantly, I think that the national venture capital community is looking at New Orleans and starting to invest in New Orleans. Secondarily, we're starting to see investors start to locate here. Um, investment comes after the deal flow. It doesn't come before. So you need to create deal flow. You need to create successes. Where now we're seeing investors start to locate here. And thirdly, you're going to start to see us create our own investors. You know, you're starting to see the entrepreneurs starting to make some money. And the best form of capital, in my personal opinion, is entrepreneur capital, where they made the money. And they're starting to become the angel investors and the mentors. So it's not the money per se, it's the networks and the support systems. And I think New Orleans is doing it at the right pace, if that makes sense. It, it takes a long time to build a vibrant entrepreneurial community. And I think we're going at the right pace to create something sustainable. And Erica, we've seen online employment marketplaces evolve. Uh, Monster.com was the hippest website ever at one point, <laughs> <laughs> complete with Super Bowl ads. And then there's Angie's List, a kind of crowdsourcing consumer reports, and the business connector LinkedIn. You'd think that uh, we would sort of have everything covered in this work connectivity field, but you're doing... What you're doing with Workly seems to be unlike any of the other sites. Uh, can you give us an idea of what you're doing that's different and explain how it works? I guess um, it's the idea that we, we live in a new world. I mean, the, the world has changed impossibly since the last five years. So you think about the way people used to get jobs, the way people interacted with each other. And Monster.com is based off of the traditional employment model of looking for job listings. And it was just the first organized method of looking at jobs. Then you have Angie's List, which was nothing more than, again, a conglomerate of advertising. But now we live in this immediate world of mobile applications where we can find each other and we expect things immediately. You know? And now with an on-demand marketplace like Workly, you can find somebody to do a job, hire them, and have them at your house in 30 minutes. It almost <laughs> becomes a dispatch system. Like pizza. This like pizza so great. Yeah. for all skills. <laughs> you know, like, it's funny because when we started Workly, we, we sort of considered it to be like Airbnb in the sense that it's uh, this marketplace of peer-to-peer -peer commerce. But then I realized that my goal is to actually make Workly like the Uber of jobs. All right. That it's this automated dispatch system. I mean, um, one of the things that we're working on is to integrate with some of the disaster relief uh, systems, basically. And so using this program called C-Click Fix, you can already spider over social media to see like, if people are complaining on their Facebook about a pothole, this program will automatically add a work order to the city's system to replace that pothole. We could use Workly to then also integrate that into the city system so that by the end of the day, 100 people complained on Facebook and somebody from Workly got sent out to fix that pothole. Oh, you would be a king of a Mardi Gras crew or something, <laughs> uh, or mayor or something. That is, but uh, this is you know, these are the undreamed of things that, you know, this, yeah. this is the way the world is working now. So know? these are for um, not so much like careers like we would see monster.com, but projects that need to be done right now. Correct, that's, a, I mean, that's the entirety of Workly is about hourly labor. And the, thing, the other thing that's disruptive about it to me is the idea that you don't have to be a freelancer. You don't even have to be a person who's just specifically looking for hourly labor. You could be a teacher. You could be retired. You could be a returning soldier. You could have any free time in your schedule and need extra money for the holidays or for new children, for any reason, and you could sign up and get extra work. And I think that, you know, I speak to this a lot actually, is that what Airbnb did that was really clever is 
you wouldn't have put up an ad for the extra room in your garage because you would have thought that people would think that you were poor and that okay. you needed money. Now they think you're clever. <laughs> okay? That's true. It's the same way. You wouldn't put up uh, like a pull tab ad for babysitting in your local coffee shop because people would be like, oh, Nancy, are you okay? But you could sign up for Workly and now you're clever. So it's a way of changing that status of looking for additional work, making your hustle work for you without seeming strange in your community. What brought you here? I came here for 4th of July a year and a half ago and fell in love immediately. Uh, met, I came here and just, they just happened to be having a informational session at Propeller. I was like, what's this? Here's an incubator, this co-working space, this sounds cool. And I was like, I should apply for this. Applied, was accepted to Propeller. Met uh, Jared Ramos, who runs Revelry. Right. Totally believed in him and decided I was going to come here and use their company and build Workly in New Orleans. And well, this brings very me happy to do something so. I want to ask Tim is, you were Idea Village, and then we've had Propeller, we've had uh, uh, BioInnovation, we've had Launchpad. How does it all work? Are you guys competitors or your collaborators? How does it work? Well, actually, we're collaborators. It's a little bit like Mardi Gras and Jazz Fest together. It's these different crews who connect. And the, by connecting, it creates critical mass and creates uh, something to be part of the city. So the diversity and uniqueness of each is actually very powerful. So what Propeller does is very powerful. What And very different, and do they all do different things? And they're all doing different things. Okay. Some are the same, some yeah. are different. But you know, overlap, but Matt yeah. Candler at 4.0 has an incredible education uh, uh, accelerator and, and, and propellers of social entrepreneurship and water uh, uh, ventures. So they're all doing s different verticals, but it all blends together. So what's neat about it is, Peter, I think there's a, a rhythm and rituals to how we're connecting. Um, you know, we'd like to think New Orleans Entrepreneurial has become a platform to connect. There's 30 organizations that are going to be showcasing over 75 different companies at New Orleans Entrepreneurial this year. So there's a collaborative competitiveness. And what I mean by that is, we're all competing to try to help entrepreneurs. I like to add though, I mean like, it's, it's also not even specific to each business, but the time of that business. So there was a time where Propeller was the better mentor for me. Okay. And then a little bit later in my business, it felt like Idea Village would be the better place oh, to get okay. mentorship. And then, you know, then Launchpad took us around and yeah. did all this stuff. And then you go back to Propeller and you're like, okay, now I'm at this other place where you're meant, and like, just because you're one or the other, it's a giant yeah. community in New Orleans. I think everybody accepts Everybody. And I wow. think that's where, right. when you, as you're mentioning stats, I think we're going to start to talk about Workly or Federated is a product of New Orleans. It's not an Ida Village or Propeller sure. or Launchpad. It takes everybody is participating together. And I think that's what's making New Orleans special is that there's a collaborative network working together. Competition is good because we're all trying to help entrepreneurs. But more importantly, as Eric said, there is starting to be a trend. Uh, a way an entrepreneur engages in the community. You come in, you start here, you go here. I just spoke to folks um, with different foundations where, where do you go after you sell out, you, you exit? You get into philanthropy. So where, what's the role of the philanthropic community? So everyone has a role in the entrepreneurial ecosystem. And so over the last 15 years, watching this evolve and birth has been amazing. The universities have a role. Government has a role. The business community has a role. Ev the high schools have a role. Everyone has a role in this. And what's great about New Orleans in 2015, everyone's taking their role. Um, so I'm less about the next Facebook. I think that is, that is a sexy uh, article. Right. It's more about, is everyone got a role in this? And everyone make it part of what we do. Yeah, it takes a long time too. I mean like, you know, people are always like, so when's Workly going to happen? I'm like, it took Airbnb seven years yeah. to become a household name. It took them three years to get any customers basically. 
Wow. So, you know, like, <laughs> but I think what New, Orleans, what New Orleans is doing is, and I think what New Orleans does the best is we know how to connect. And we connect around rhythm. You rhythms. started in a bar, right? This is this. <laughs> didn't this organization sort of start like Everything that? Everything starts in a bar. <laughs> but, 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 but I think what New Orleans has is our seasons. And we have an entrepreneur's, I mean, a Mardi Gras season, a Saints season, and we have a hurricane season. There's a rhythm and rituals way we connect. Now there's an entrepreneurial movement the way we all connect. So we want more organizations here, and everyone's sort of working together, and everyone's part of it. Um, and I actually just had a breakfast this morning with a group from Europe that wants to open up an accelerator from Europe in New Orleans. And they want to bring European companies to be launched in New Orleans to launch in America. How is America different now than it was before incubators? And, uh, and also help me out, when was before incubators? When did this get started? You know, incubators had started in uh, probably the 80s or 90s. I mean, but yeah. they were buildings. I think what changed is the vision in the back was, let's build a building. I feel like the incubators were probably within the corporations themselves. They were like different well, teams true. within a company yeah. that were working against, were for and against yeah, each other. Entrepreneurs you know? and yeah, But I think yeah, the, yeah. the thought was, let's build a building and fill it up with entrepreneurs. That's what entrepreneurs need is space. But I think what's evolved is people, they need networks. They need access to investors and business professors and lawyers. So I think the evolution of networks and community yeah. and the power of- And the friendly competition. The you know, friendly like com pacing each other, <laughs> making, yeah, holding each true. other accountable. I mean, like the most valuable thing of Propeller for me was just meeting those two or three people that you really connected with that you were like, you're on pace with me. We're going to pace each other. And we're going to hold each other accountable for progress. You know? That. And like, and that's what people need. I mean, that's the whole nature of the, the sort of group entrepreneur method. Yeah. And they'll find the spaces to go. So in New Orleans, you know, they just find the space. But I think what people are realizing, the cities that have the supportive networks that are supportive of entrepreneurship are the ones that start to uh, scale. And the, the good news is New Orleans is in that conversation. You know, we're not the best, we're not the worst, we're in the conversation. And it's going to take us as a community to sustain that. Even if we start developing the right infrastructure for like the, the base level, for the marketing professionals, the social media people, the web developers, like are there enough people who can then take a successful business yeah. that's yeah. generating a, a couple million dollars of revenue and turn it into a Facebook? Are those people here? They you know should, what I, you know I like? Here, you know? I like when we have people on the show, they, there's a common denominator. They said that in, uh, in incubators in other cities, it can get kind of competitive internally, and here everybody seems to help each other. That kind of New Orleans feel that you... But, but I mean, not to back to Mardi it's like, what's Mardi Gras? 120 different crews. They don't necessarily like each other, but they show up. <laughs> right? They show up <laughs> together, point, walk down yeah. the street together. And that creates, that, that type of connectivity it's, it's inherent. It's also like, I mean. And you are like a flambeau, Tim. That's what <laughs> I would uh, say. They, uh, what, and, and also Jazz Fest has all these different stages. Yeah, what about Quint? Getting all the different music yeah. genres to co connect. It's also, yeah. it's hard to be like overly competitive when your business has a strong social mission and so does your friends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that and that's the thing too is New Orleans, I mean, and I know like Propeller is the social mission incubator, but every business in New Orleans for the most part, like you, won't, you don't float here unless you do some sort of good. Okay. In this post-Katrina economic climate, like if you're not fixing the city or like making people's lives easier or providing value to lives all, while also making a profit, which is fine, but at least do good. And so it's hard to like be like, I'm going to push this other guy down who's also trying to do something amazing. So you kind of, you want everybody to succeed. Well, I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to the checklist part of the show right here, uh -oh. which is, uh, this is the part of the show where we take a little break and ask you a quick question that you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. And Tim, I'm going to start with you because you've been doing this 15 years. Has your management style evolved over time from when you were a 
35-year-old, just ready to roll guy here? You're, you're assuming I'm a manager. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the, well, the, the answer is yes. I think the, the, the role of I need to do everything myself to now how do I coach other people to do it. So I've grown from trying to be the entrepreneur to try to be the coach. Um, and that's hard sometimes because sometimes I, wanna, I know we need to get it done, but I need to coach somebody. So uh, I've, I see myself as, I get, as I'm 50 becoming more of a coach than a player. Um, and that's hard, but it's also more gratifying, if that makes sense. Um, to see people do remarkably, young people do remarkably well is actually more gratifying than me doing it. And uh, Eric, let me ask you, what, what is your favorite uh, band or musician? Um, it's still Led Zeppelin, probably. Really? That's yeah. so great. Yeah. <laughs> Were you one of those kids that at parties just played the first six or seven notes to Stairway to Heaven just to impress girls? No, I would play like 10 Years Gone or Brian. I was a crazy guitar player, actually. <laughs> oh, really? Up. You're the real deal. Yeah. And actually, I, I got to see the uh, first Page and Plant tour when they... So I'm obviously too young to have seen Led Zeppelin, but the first time that they came back on tour... <laughs> I saw them play at Madison Square Garden, and it was like the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen in my life. And they brought out a hurdy-gurdy. I don't know if you've ever seen a hurdy-gurdy. No. It's like a giant pipe organ accordion, basically. The one you usually have with a monkey on the side of the street? <laughs> it's like, kind of. It? It's like a big crank wooden, like wearable pipe organ. And imagine this through this like Madison Square Garden. It was the most psychedelic thing I'd ever <laughs> seen. Tim, Eric, I want to take a minute to introduce you to Dominic Junta. Now, we met Dominic through 52 businesses who specialize in uncovering entrepreneurs in the very, very early stages of development. Dominic's entrepreneurial idea is called IDEA. Uh, I'm going to give Dominic one minute to tell you about it, and then I'm going to give you each a chance to ask Dominic one question, a question that you think he'll need to be able to answer to move his business forward. Uh, Dominic, what do we got? Thank you. Uh, according to economic theory, power belongs to those who control the means of production. In the U.S., that power has always been traditionally with the, those with the capital, expertise, and the equipment. In other words, the money to, needed to produce things on a large scale. The chance to own and operate a facility with such expensive and advanced manufacturing equipment is simply out of reach with most people. Hurls like these mean that great ideas with, from individuals, hobbyists, and entrepreneurs usually go undeveloped, unrealized, and remain only dreams. IDEA plans to redefine economic theory by placing that power in the hands of every New Orleanian. By combining modern manufacturing equipment with open educational opportunities, our company empowers the community to bring hobbyists and entrepreneurs' ideas to life. We make this possible by providing access to and training on the tools and equipment of today's advanced manufacturing. From 3D printers to laser cutters to milling machine, our workshop provides hobbyists and entrepreneurs that means of production. Just like a gym, members pay an affordable monthly membership to have access to the machines, and Ideal prides itself on providing the space, equipment, and classes to empower our members to turn their ideas into reality. We are currently excited to bring our opportunity to New Orleans and are currently building out our pilot location at 2703 South Broad. What do you think? Uh, what question would you ask Dominic? Let me say, um, one sentence, what is it? It is a do-it-yourself space for both the hobbyists and entrepreneurs. Do you think that there are enough people in New Orleans that will actually pay I for believe, a membership? Yes. There are definitely enough creators here. There's a very creative <laughs> maker. We, the big advantage of being in New Orleans is that we're already a big maker community. 
and our goal is to provide the makers here in New Orleans with the tools and equipment to take it to the next level. Dominic, thank you so much for coming by today. We'll look forward to following your progress for that day. Very, very interesting. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to stick around for a little longer after the show and talk some more about IDEA, and you'll be able to hear the rest of that conversation with Dominic uh, Junta on our website, itsneworleans.com. Tim Williamson, Eric Bernstein, the entrepreneurial landscape is constantly evolving, and it's constantly amazing that New Orleans is in the forefront of the evolution. Both of you are a part of creating this new New Orleans and making us part of the nationwide business conversation. Thank you both for joining me and Out to Lunch. Thanks, Peter. It's been great. Great, great to see you. And Tim, always good to have you back. But yeah, my guests on Out to Lunch today have been Tim Williamson, CEO of Idea Village, and Eric Bernstein, founder of Workly. You can find out more about Tim and Eric's crazy ideas by following the links on our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. The show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday, with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. The well-read and well-seasoned Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's neworleans.com and www.no.org. Support for Out to Lunch comes from Baton Rouge-based PreSonus Audio Electronics. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Rashidi. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Fidelity Bank, Resource Management, LLC, Luba Workers' Comp, and 30 North Investments.